Hi, y'all. This is Carrie D. from Coffee with Carrie. Welcome to Season 2 of Coffee with Carrie podcast. It's such a privilege to do this adventure we call homeschooling with you. Thank you for tuning in again and walking this homeschooling journey with us. If you're new to us, you can find us on Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant or at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. I think you'll be encouraged. Did you know dryer sheets are needed for a healthy spiritual life? Okay, so let me explain. My life, as you know, is full of one embarrassing moment after another. So why not share and learn from some of them, right? So for several years now, I've been teaching a few writing classes in our homeschool community. One day while I was teaching at our co-op, I noticed a little itch just above my ankle, right inside of my jeans. But, you know, I didn't think much of it. And as I started to walk around the room, I noticed on the floor by my feet a pair of my light blue undies and one of my husband's white socks. Y'all, my underwear and my husband's socks were on the floor in plain sight for everyone to see. Now remember, I'm teaching a writing class for my homeschool co-op. Due to static electricity, these garments were inside my pant leg the whole day but I didn't notice. And as I walked around that day, they must have slowly made their way to my ankle and then fell, finally fell out at my feet. I was horrified, but then I noticed the kids were so engaged in the game they were playing that no one noticed my blue undies and my husband's socks lying on the floor. So I quickly but nonchalantly scooped up my clean laundry I scooped up my very personal belongings and I scooped up my pride off of the floor and casually stuffed them all in my pocket. Thank you, Jesus. No one saw. But you know, I learned a very important lesson that day. Dryer sheets are needed and static electricity can be embarrassing. If I would have taken time to guard my clothes with a dryer sheet, the static electricity would not have built up, and I would not have found myself in such an embarrassing situation. So what do dryer sheets have to do with my spiritual life? And why in the world am I telling you this embarrassing little story? Well, this humbling experience taught me an important spiritual lesson. If I'm not careful and diligent, lots of unwanted, worldly and ungodly things can attach themselves to me. And if I'm not paying attention, then they can stick with me without me even noticing that they're there until it's too late. You see, I need to guard myself and to keep the enemy's lies from sticking to me. I need to make sure unforgiveness and bitterness do not attach themselves to my heart or invade our home. And these things can quickly stick to our hearts and minds. And before we know it, they build up and get worse, causing other ungodly things to attach to our hearts and minds. So you see, dryer sheets really are important physically and spiritually. So the question is, how are we guarding the hearts and minds of our kiddos? How are we keeping the ecstatic electricity from building up in our spiritual lives? And what can we do in our homeschooling to keep the lies and worldly evil agendas from attaching themselves to our children's education? Well, I compiled a little list of dryer sheets, we'll call them, that you and I can include in our day 
and in our homeschooling to keep the ugliness, yuckiness, and evilness of the enemy from entering and staying in our homes. So the first little dryer sheet needed to prevent evil agendas from attaching themselves to our kiddos is to read good and wholesome books about real and imaginary heroes. The second little dryer sheet that will keep static and build bitterness from building up and growing in our homes is to cultivate grateful hearts in our children and to encourage forgiveness and mercy in our homes. And the last little dryer sheet needed to guard our hearts and minds is to develop a habit of personal quiet time with the Lord. So let's talk a little bit about the first dryer sheet because it's the easiest one to do. Read good and wholesome books about heroes. Pick books to read aloud as a family and suggest books for your children to read independently that are filled with godly role models. Give your kids someone to emulate to imitate and to aspire to be like. Start with the Bible. Read stories about the heroes in the Bible. Share the leadership of Joshua, the courage of Daniel, the tenacity of Ruth and Deborah, the obedience of Mary, the boldness of Paul, and the perseverance of David. Read them straight from the Bible or in picture book form. And then find chapter books about biblical heroes, like the books The Bronze Bow by Elizabeth George Spear, or Twice Freed by Patricia St. John. Or for older girls, read books like Unshaken, The Biblical Story of Ruth by Francine Rivers. Then start collecting books about heroes of the faith, saints, and missionaries. Use short little devotionals like the one Hero Tales, a family treasure of true stories from the lives of Christian heroes by Dave and Netta Jackson. Or chapter books like the Trailblazer series by the same authors. Two of our favorite Trailblazer books are The Hidden Jewel, Introducing Amy Carmichael, and Escape from the Slave Traders, Introducing David Livingstone. Read biographies about Joan of Arc, Mother Teresa, and Brother Andrew. We love the book God Smuggler by Brother Andrew. Read aloud books that share how modern-day Christians are changing the world through the gospel message, through compassion, and through kindness. Kisses for Kate by Katie Davies Major, Three Cups of Tea by Sarah Thompson, and The Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom are three great examples. For younger students, try reading Patricia St. John's fiction books. Each are full of action as the characters learn Christian moral lessons. And find old classics and modern classics that spin a tale of good, wholesome fun with tons of character lessons to be learned, such as Little Women and Little Men by Louise May Alcott, or Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis, Farmer Boy by Laura Ingle Wilder, Five Children and It by E. Nesbitt, The Penderwicks by Janine Birdall, and The Little Princess and a Secret Garden by Frances Burnett. When trying to find good, wholesome books with good moral lessons and Christian values, use Philippians 4.8 as your benchmark. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So find books that speak truth and teach biblical truths. Give your children a feast of books that are filled with noble characters, lovely storylines, and admirable actions. And while you're at it, let's apply Philippians 4.8 to everything our children feast on. 
Use this biblical criteria to pick movies, games, music, YouTube channels, whatever it is that you and your children spend time reading, watching, or listening. One of the best ways to guard our children's hearts and minds is to offer them a good, wholesome feast. By doing this, hopefully, we will whet their appetites for truth and goodness. They'll look up to godly, yet flawed, moral men and women. They'll recognize junk when they see it or when they hear it. They will recognize lies and then in return reject the quote-unquote heroes and idols that the world offers to them. And instead, they'll choose to follow in the footsteps of true heroes and in the footsteps of men and women of God. Now, once we fill our shelves and story time with books about godly heroes, let's add our second little dryer sheet, which is let's aim to cultivate grateful hearts in our children. A few years ago, I was studying the book of Exodus with some friends, and we were reading about how the Israelites complained and complained and complained. And I remember one day venting to God after a very long and gruesome day of whiny kids. I remember praying, God, you know what I have? I have a bunch of little Israelites in my home. I now know how you and Moses felt. All they do is complain all day long. Breakfast isn't good enough. Lessons aren't fun. It's too hot. It's too cold. It's too rainy. Gosh, all they do is complain. What's up with these kids? I then proceeded to tell my hubby about our day. Hands on my hips. Attitude in full swing. Raising my voice. And he calmly looked at me and asked, And who are the complainers in the family? Ouch. Man, that hurt. (laughs) There I was, complaining to God, complaining to my hubby, complaining to myself. Yeah, I do that when I'm upset. I talk very loudly to myself so all can hear. I was so busy complaining about my little whiners, I didn't realize I was the worst complainer of them all. It was that year that we started our grateful journal. Each day, we talked about at least one thing we were grateful for. I wrote them down in my little notebook, which eventually became our grateful journal. Some families fill up a jar instead. Each day, they write one thing that they're thankful for, and they put it in the jar. Then, on those really bad days, they empty out the jar and read every single one of them as a reminder of just how much they have to be grateful for. Another way to cultivate an attitude of gratitude and a thankful heart is to incorporate thank you cards into your writing lessons each week. Each week, make and send a thank you card to someone. Ask your kids each week to pick someone, a teacher, an aunt, a friend, a neighbor, a coach, your mailman, whoever comes to mind. Then make a card for that person or write a thank you note to give to him or her. For more ideas, check out last week's podcast, Thanksgiving Lessons from Joshua. In it, I talk about how we can set up our own Joshua 4 memorial stones each Thanksgiving as a way to remember God's faithfulness and to thank Him for His goodness. You know, it's almost impossible to let bitterness stick to our hearts and to grow in our hearts if we're constantly reminding ourselves and constantly reminding others of the things of which we're thankful. Now, the third little dryer sheet to add to our day is forgiveness. Another way to keep static electricity from building up in our hearts, homes, and homeschooling day is daily confession. And this is a hard one, but it's a necessary one. 
You know, we're all fallen and flawed individuals, so there will be hurtful comments and many broken hearts. But this is why it's so important we encourage daily forgiveness and mercy. I can forgive a child or I can, or a friend, but I can't guarantee you it's easy for me to forget. I may or may not want to bring up past hurts or betrayals the next time that person wrongs me. And you may feel the same way when a child breaks a rule for the umpteenth time. How many times do I need to tell you not to speak to your brother that way? Intentionally or unintentionally, we bring up past mistakes when we correct or discipline a current infraction. The more unforgiveness we have in our hearts, the heavier our hearts are, which means we also break down faster and harder if we're still carrying past hurts. When we harbor unforgiveness or bitterness, we tend to respond with, again? You're going to do this again? But before we can insist on our kiddos forgiving each other and extending grace and mercy to their siblings or to us, moms, we need to be willing to do the same and do it often. When we blow up, we need to be the first one to apologize for our outburst, to acknowledge hurt feelings, and to ask for forgiveness. It's very humbling to admit when we're wrong to our family, and it's a necessary discipline in order to keep the static and ugliness and bitterness and unforgiveness from building up in our hearts and homes. Now, the last little dryer sheet to include in our day is daily devotions. The best way to stay spiritually healthy is a daily dose of personal quiet time with the Lord. It really all starts here. This should be the first thing we do before we start our day. It should be the first thing we do in our homeschooling day. And it should certainly be our go-to thing when it's one of those no good, horrible, very bad days. For more ideas on how to develop a personal quiet time or how to do daily devotions with your family, check out season one of Coffee with Carrie. There are two very helpful podcasts there. Make sure you listen to Homeschooling Essential Number One Bible Time and the episode called Simple Family Devotions. Well, I hope my little static electricity moment and dryer sheet revelation have given you some practical ideas and some spiritual insight for your ministry of motherhood and your calling to homeschool. We really can guard hearts and minds one wholesome book at a time, one prayer at a time, one heartfelt thank you at a time, and one sincere apology at a time. Thank you for hanging out with us and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining us, you can find us at our website, coffeewithcarry.org. We also have daily devotions and homeschooling tips at our Instagram account, Coffee with Carrie Consultant. And don't forget to check out our new book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, our podcast, and now our new book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. If you heard something you liked, then share our podcast, our Instagram, our website, and our new book, Just Breathe, with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week, or share it with a friend who's homeschooling this year. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless, and see you next time.